Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Mike Minimum. Minimum, the second episode. Episode two, hosted by two Westchester woke boys, baby. At the Westchester woke boys. Goddamn right. We should have just yep. gotten that title. Yeah. <laughs> because my name is Sean Barry, and you are? Peter Clark Deutsch, parentheses, Westchester woke boy. Westchester woke boy, Westchester bozos. These people, if you're listening to this, episode two, we're into it. We have fucking beef. Oh, we fucking offended someone. We we triggered somebody. <laughs> he was so yes. fucking triggered by our last episode. We triggered a precious little snowflake. I mean, it really is sad to see. Because yeah. Up until that point, I really thought he was a great guy. But then seeing how, yeah. how offended he took our podcast was oh just God. so shocking. Yeah, you know, you could hear just like the the tension in his voice, like he was about to break down and cry because he acts so tough all the time. He, he throws out jokes I and he know. goes, but the minute someone steps on his toes, it's just a lot of. We have to call him a wambulance, you know, yeah. just wham, 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 wham. Now that comedian in question who got triggered super hard by us woke boys, his name's Dave Namry. Dave Namry. Dave Namry. Who the fuck? Is named that. He's, that, he's a dirty jersey. He wishes he was dirty jersey. He comes from crystal clean jersey. That's what he is. Yeah. He's a pretender. He pretends all these things about him. He, he puts on this whole persona. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. He wears sweatpants to every open mic, but underneath it, he's wearing he's wearing straight up regular pants. Yeah. I've seen him pull, mm-hmm. pull it down a little bit. It's all an act. Yeah. He's wearing a pressed button down underneath that baggy sweatshirt he has on. Exactly. You he, know. He's, he's, he's always well kept and clean. Wearing dress shoes underneath his sneakers. Fake beard. Yeah. it's It really is. It's just it's sad to see. It really is. And, you know, I, I, you know, I here's the thing. I don't. I'm not a big beef guy myself. I really no. not. So we're here for you, Dave. We are here. We are your yes. friends. Yes. We're here to help you, man. We want. We want to make for the best of you. We want to enlighten you. We want to wake you up a little bit. Right. Make you more woke, man. That's yeah. that's what we're here for. Yeah. Wake up. So he has his podcast called Story, story time, time with, with Dave, Dave Namry. I think it's only Story Time with story Dave. Story Time with it's Dave. Story but Time his with name Dave. Is Dave Namry. It's Story Time with Dave. Honestly, when I. I listened to the episode where he, he talked shit about our podcast, and I was thinking, story time with Dave. More like boring time with Dave. Oof. Yeah. Zinged. Yeah. Yeah. Zinged him. Boop, 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 boop. I've been listening to his podcast for a while, and yeah. I liked that. I thought those were great stories, real interesting. And now I realize they're all fictitious because how triggered he easily gets, man. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, he sh- showed his true self yesterday after uh-huh. one episode of ours. Yes. Like, I, I, I'm scared for Just him. I really one am. one episode after one little comment. People, go right now. Subscribe to Storytime with Dave. Yes. Give it five stars and then add a comment. Just just nothing but cryy face, cryy face, cryy face. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 Make sure to make sure the five stars and comment of that, though. That's the most important part. And listen to what he said if you yeah. haven't heard already. Listen to his great audio quality. His amazing audio, yes. audio quality. No, it really is. He comes at us, right? He, he so he let, did. let's give people a little he more did. context. Yes. So on Friday night, I come home from a long day. I, mm-hmm. I had work. I did some stand up in the city because I get booked there regularly, Dave. <laughs> that's that's right. And then doing so, I get home. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I just watched the game. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let me go to bed. I put on a little, little Netflix, and then I get a message in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Now I've been getting messages all freaking day from so many of our fans, like literally just oh, nothing yeah. but DMs, like just saying how funny the podcast is and how uh-huh. good we are. So many unsolicited dick pics, unsolicited which I'm flattered by. Exactly, we accept that. Uh-huh. That's, that's what but we're I'm about. woke, so you know, we're guys, woke. you got to stop that. Yes, and ladies have been offering to suck mm-hmm. our dicks, but as obviously Westchester woke boys. 
we're not going to accept look, that because that that would be us instilling our power as podcasts over them. Right. And that's just not okay. Look, we got to get to know you. Ask either Sean or I on a date and date, and then we'll go out a few and times. Date five, maybe something will happen. Maybe a know. little kiss after the date five, but a only it's only you can only choose one of us. You know, we're not going to double team you because we're not disgusting people. That's not unless, of course, that's your kink fetish. In which case, we'll go through proper consent channels and yes. we'll, we'll set up a nice time and date uh-huh. for that. But it's a lot of effort into this. Yes. Anyway, so yes, Dave messages me. That's a really funny joke. And I thought it was like, I, he's like, I forget all my jokes because I tell right. so many that are so funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I'm ready to go to bed. And then he messages me again. And he's like, whoa, th- what's going on with it? Shots at olives. And I'm like, shots at olives. And then I'm reading through it. And I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. We did mention olives. The, the, yes. It, every Monday night in olives in Nyack, New York, Dave Namry hosts an open mic there. Yeah. And he gets paid forty dollars because 40, you know on. he just takes advantage of capitalism wherever he can. Exactly, he's got to make that sweet, sweet cash. Yeah, take you know while us comics are making zilch, exactly working twice as hard as he does. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, the, you you have to just see, see that man. It's he's mm-hmm. just he give me he decides to give me a full live commentary track by track. And I, I at first I appreciate it. a little yeah a little you know light ribbing amongst gentlemen is always is always appreciated. Of course. But then he, he truly takes offense to this. He gets so triggered by oh Olives. Oh, my God. He calls Olives his baby. That's his son. That's his child. Oh, I feel so bad for you. I do. Because, Dave, if Olives is your son, man, I think you're sterile. I think you gotta get your, <laughs> your, your bad boys checked out down there. He loves his baby, and he mentioned how uh, homeless people always interrupt shows or interrupt comics. Oh, or, yeah. They brandish box cutters while yeah. people are hosting. Oh, yeah. that's Fights break out in, during the pool time. But, you know, that's okay. Dave, I just think you're a bad father. Yeah, if I mean. all that's happening and you can't c- take control of your mic, give it up to someone else. Well, that's the funny part is he loves it so much. But mm-hmm. do you know how many times other people have had to step in and host for him? Oh, I had to do it last week. Really? He came to me. He held my hand for a little bit. I listen, Sean. You had to be a stepfather for a day. I needed to step up, yeah. and I happily did it for uh-huh. him. I did it. I didn't enjoy the the moment myself, but like I, I that's what friends do for each other, right? But then he gets triggered by the pod two days later, and here we are. <sighs> yeah, here we are. Uh, because I insulted Olives. You did insult him. You did. You uh, you you did throw the I, first punch. I, I, it was it was me who started this. I will admit it was me who started. But this. guess what? Um, we're ending it together because now yes. we're a unified force. Yes. And he did not like my flowery language flowery that I language. use. We guffawed. We, I, we guffawed. We guffawed. He was offended by the word guffawed. Exactly. Because guess what? We're gonna get you a thesaurus for your for your yes. birthday this year, Dave. That's what we're uh-huh. gonna do for you. Because sorry, I like to express myself in nuanced ways. Exactly, we're we're, we're educated. We're college educated woke college boys. College educated we're woke boys. Yes, Westchester. I I penciled in woke on my math degree. Exactly. Like, I understand in Jersey that the standards of education are a little oh, lower yeah, than New York. Yeah, yeah, I understand that it, uh-huh. the world is changing constantly. I understand that because I'm woke. Yes. <laughs> and like that's that's what the problem we're facing here is that we need to, we need to make sure everyone else knows more. Right. That's, that's why we are host to Mike Minimum every week. Yeah. And for the foreseeable future. We actually had to cancel one of our podcasts to make this an emergency podcast to make sure everybody heard this as quickly exactly, as possible. Exactly. Exactly. This is uh this is the third episode we've recorded. Right third now. episode recorded, but second and one now, is coming out. Because when we have beef, man, we squash it. No, we gotta squash it and we gotta wake these people up. Exactly. You know. And now though I you know, for a minute I thought let's make the let's let it let's let the beef go. And then Dave made a Quite frankly, he's a sizist. He did. He made a shot at my weight on the, on Instagrams, Ouch. and I I 
you know, I didn't get triggered. I didn't. No. I understood that it was coming from a place of anger. Mm-hmm. So I calmly and you know just let it go. Yeah. And I, I figured we'll set the sell this on the pod. That's that's how these things work. Yes. Yes. We'll settle it as non-confrontationally as possible. Because, right. you know, throwing fists is not our way. It really isn't. We know? we use our words as civilized gentlemen. And you know what? I got I got a little offended because Dave Namery accused us of trying to be woke to get laid. Yes. And if he listens to the podcast, <laughs> I clearly state my two goals from comedy. Yes. I am very open and honest about it. My two goals from comedy, everybody, say it with me. Number one, to get laid from comedy. Mm-hmm. And number two... To kill myself. We're getting that. We're getting that on a shirt real soon. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's how woke I am. I let people know. I I've seen the world and the parameters I live in, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing to leave it one day off this mortal coil on my terms. And now that anybody else should kill themselves, but it's just the way the world works. That's how woke I am. It's a multi fifth dimensional level of wokeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get to as you can't get to the dimensional astral plane of wokeness that we are. But it bothers me that people like Dave like to accuse. People who are woke to, uh, they, they like to say, you you guys are just being woke to get laid. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. Dave accuses us. It's virtue signaling is the term yes. people use. Virtue no, signaling. virtue signaling is what I was going to go that, that's, at. That's what we were going towards. That's what I was going to go but towards. That, here's the accusation. But, but the thing is, it's not wrong because we're trying to better society. We're exactly. trying to progress society. And if we happen to get laid by doing so... Everyone wins. Everyone wins. Dave, <laughs> I understand you're, you, you're, you are suffering t- from toxic masculinity yes. right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad, you know? Peter and I, we'd like to pure you of those toxins. Yes. Anytime now. Now, okay, guys, if you need more examples of his toxic masculinity, subscribe to his podcast, give it five stars. Yes. Storytime with Dave. And you can listen to And share it on Facebook and share Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Anything you can get to make other make sure other people learn about his toxicity. Yes. That's what you need to know. Because he's had oh my God, just looking at how many podcasts he's put out full of it, right? He's he's just just each one's about twenty 20 to 25 minutes long. And he does them all, all very, alone. And guess what? They're very funny. They're really funny stories. My personal favorite, he has an entire saga known as the Yakuza Chronicles, where he took it to Venmo, which I thought was hilarious at the time. But, the, but you know what? In hindsight, I realize now it's not funny. Do you no. know people every year are killed by the Yakuza? Too many. Too many. And too many. Dave, quite frankly, that's not funny, man. Too many non-white people, too. Too many people of color are killed by the Yakuza, mm-hmm. and you thought it was funny to put it on Venmo that you were supporting the Yakuza, which is just so problematic, bud. Mm-hmm. We're the problematic police right here, mm-hmm. and we're, we're giving you a citizen's arrest. Honestly, Dave, if you want us to pray the problematic away, we'll do it. We will. We, but we are here for you. You just got to ask us, man. And uh, next episode of the podcast, we'll we will happily wait prayer. for you more responses. But one yes. more thing you brought up, you brought up uh, Bill Cannon. Yes, now yes, people, uh, that was a loving jab we threw at him in the last episode. Because quite frankly, Bill Cannon, he's our podcast daddy. Like he dominates us all. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Bill Cannon uh, inadvertently birthed both your podcast and this podcast. Yes, the Big Berry Podcast. Yes. The, to Mike Minimum, uh-huh. and to even a lesser extent, I'd say Storytime with Dave. I know you put it out earlier, Dave, but yeah. like Bill really, he cucked all of us by doing <laughs> such a better job. Yeah, I've produced episodes of his podcast. Me and Bill were a dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. He's Batman, and I'm Alfred. I'm not even his Robin. I'm his yeah. Alfred. That's yeah. what he goes for us for support. So you try to, you try, you make up fake news, 
you, you you're throwing things out there, and it's 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 sad. It's sad. It really is. It really is. <sighs> you know, man. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna extend you an even bigger olive branch because mm-hmm. all of our listeners, which we have dozens of at this yes. point, dozens and dozens, mm-hmm. and, they, and it continues to grow. And we keep getting DMs about it. Guys, we told you to, to like and subscribe to his podcast, Storytime with Dave. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it even one fucking better. One fucking better. When we put out this episode, yep. Night of Suffer New York, Bumping Mics, hosted by Dave Namry. Oh, yeah. He Bumping has a live Mikes. show. He's producing this. Now, uh-huh. Dave is an excellent comedian. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Who gets triggered too easily, as we all know. Yes. But he did something actually more impressive because he got an even funnier lineup for his show. All right. I'm going to have a, a quick roundabout of names yeah definitely most of these people are pretty woke actually yeah which i like i like yeah. the wokeness andrew steiner very woke mm-hmm. love that guy good friend friend of this podcast friend yes. of the big berry podcast jesse montanis hysterical person of color even better dave so proud of you mm-hmm. eric full the one of the most handsome men alive and hilarious i like that name eric full eric full sounds eric. very woke he is he's yeah. also a woke man john skelzo mm-hmm. a hilarious upstate comedian renee St- stanko a woman dave you accused us of using comedy for women renee stanko you gave her a spot on the show man yeah. how woke is that see you yeah. have moments of wokeness man look you're just trying to hide it you don't have to suppress it yes you really don't it truly is man we know we My know God. who you are on your inside mm-hmm. and we're proud of you for that we just want you to show it more yeah, that's who it is, and most importantly, your headliner is Monty Mason, and quite frankly, I'm just impressed because he's truly one of the best comedians alive. Like, right? He's yeah. just, no one, no one's ever seen Monty Mason perform not laugh their ass off. So, our listeners, yeah. go to his show. It's only ten dollars. Rhino Comedy in Suffern. And you know what? And here's how here's how you know you were sent by us to Dave's show. You're gonna guffaw at every single joke. Oh, every single just go. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a guffaw right there. Mm-hmm. All right, this is our beef. And you know what, Dave? You spent a whole 35 minutes on it. We're not going to give you that much longer. No. Because, you know, we, we made our point. No. Yes. We have other things to get we have to. Other, more important news we, to get to. If you want to throw out more shades at us, fine. Mm-hmm. But this will go back and forth for a while until, quite frankly, we it's a two-on-one scenario. That's true. You're getting double teamed. Peter and I, we might have to go to Olives next week and really just display our dominance. I'm going to have to go back to Olives and see how you raised that child of yours. Exactly. You know, know, at a certain point, we're going to have to get child services involved. Yeah, we really are because, like, I've been there and, oof, does not look like anyone's taking care of them that well. You could definitely use a nice wash. I really can. You know, it could use a nice suburban home, I think. All right. So, in summation, Dave... We love you. We really do. And we, we, we have a beef here. And we, I think we just squashed it right here and right now. Yes. You get a little more woke, man. A little less triggered. A little more woke. And yeah, we'll have we'll even have you on two mic minimum. We sometime. will. We will. We'll, we'll, when you are woke awakened. Yes. We will have you on the on the show. Yeah. Definitely. That's what we'd like to have you guys. One more time. Story time with Dave Namry and bumping mics at Rhino Comedy. Go there and demonstrate the power of wokeness to mm-hmm. Dave. Mm-hmm. Guffaw the wokeness. Guffaw him. Guffaw him good. <laughs> All right. End, end our beef segment here. And this is back to regular scheduled this is, two this mic. Is back to your month. regular scheduled programming. So, yeah, this is the third episode we're recording. <laughs> 
because we had a we had our second episode recorded and I was about to put it up, but we had to get through this beef first. We so did. So that episode will come out uh, when, when we figure it out. Thursday. Thursday. Definitely come out. We're we gonna put out two at one time. Or, uh, um, uh, I don't. We'll figure. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. We'll talk about it off air, but uh, I think we're going to do a publishing schedule every Thursday. So every okay. Thursday. Well, well, how about let's do a little catch up on just us because this beef is dominated. We we, we yeah. hung out this weekend. We had a good time. Yeah, we hung out at our friend's birthday. It was a fun birthday with, party. Um, other comedians, but also his normal friends. Yes, his normal <laughs> friends who are like, oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> I, I show up. First thing Sean says to me is uh, the mic starts in 15. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, the part is that you, you were like, hey, that's a little true, though. <laughs> like, uh, like <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I had a show on Sunday uh, in front of uh, I opened for Chris Frangiulo at Lucy's Laugh Lounge. Uh, nice yes i know it was a little surprise yeah because you were but you were originally working so but you got some time i was working and then i did a nice uh, eight minutes that's cool Uh, i was very hungover for it uh (laughs) i had had a day-long hangover from that party and how did you do uh average i'd say like it was like uh, made some fat jokes did some crowd work Mm -hmm. walked off that's cool that's about it (laughs) yeah sean and i every now and then at at the club we're near we uh will run the door and if we're lucky, we'll sometimes get thrown a bone either by the uh, owner or any of the comics who just want another comedian. So pretty much, it's yeah. a pretty, it's you it's know, a, it's, it's a, a sweet pretty, gig. It is a sweet it's gig. Mo- it's it's the closest we'll get to getting paid to do stand up. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got to open for Fred Rubino twice. Yes, that's how I'm for Gina Biscotti. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, I opened for the most Italian comedian probably in existence he does have a shirt that says get the get the food out here which is just you know it's not it's it's get the fuck out of here well no no, no because his cooking show is get the food out here oh, okay yeah uh, see that's a little promotion yeah. for fred rubino so, too um the first time i ever opened for him i bombed second yeah. time i did all right yeah, you're right the second, I was yeah, there second time one. i did all right so that was that was my. You definitely perform for all sorts of different kinds of crowds when you get to run the door for different kinds yeah, of shows. Yeah, well, that's, that's the fun part, you know. Yeah, it really get, is. Get to test out the material, see who it works best for. Yeah, turns out it mainly works best for uh, white kids in their twenties. Yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're if you're a woke white kid in in your twenties, follow you me I, on Twitter. You and I are the number one, number two Westchester woke boys. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get shirts of that, dude. I I'm very very much considering changing my instagram handle to that right i love westchester woke boy westchester woke boy dave (laughs) you just you opened up a whole new level yeah you gave us the sickest name ever i'm i'm i wear that as a badge of honor right now yeah honestly i just think it's it's a good uh it's good online tag and it'll be it'll be very funny when people tag me on instagram stories just like you know paul zev Westchester woke boy. Westchester woke boy. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't do comedy this week though because I missed the I missed the Monday it's mic. Right, yeah, Monday. This yeah. Monday was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like we had a good crowd, good room, like good energy, just real solid Monday. Ah, fuck yeah! I, I'm sad. I, I'm sad. I missed it. My, yeah. is it does correlation equal uh, causation there? Because you're what not you? there. The mic was good. Mm. Was the joke I was making? <laughs> now, that's on me. I could have. Uh, I'm on my phone slightly here too. Because I was going to bring up an article. Uh-huh. I was going to surprise you. Give you a surprise. Fuck yeah, article. surprise me. Well, no, I'm going to get to it later. Okay, we're going to go through the regular ones you brought up. But like, okay, well, we can get through one, and then you can go through yes. uh, uh, that one. But anyway, so the article I found today, this is really cool to me because, like, I think this is a form of putting on shows that I think is one of the best ways to do stand up. 
Um, so, wow, I feel like I'm on a shitty date right now. No, I'm paying attention. I'm listening. <laughs> like looking at my co-host. My co-host is going I'm li- through I, phone. We talked about this ahead of time. I yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying to find I get it. I get it. We're doing an article. Yeah, we're reading it. We're making jokes. <laughs> Right. Uh, anyway, so Sean's done with his Tinder. I'm not. <laughs> yes. You know I lost the love of my life on Tinder this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys, That's I, right. I, you know, let's just make it a little more. I, I, yeah. I'm a Tinderer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for. I am looking for love. I'll admit it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the single life. You had a beautiful girl and beautiful also... woman. Sounded very entertaining. Very, we had a great banter. It's one of those we just bantered back and mm-hmm. forth for like an hour. And I don't know how like, it was just going great. And I literally was like the next text... I was going to ask her on a date. Yeah. That's what it was. One of those. But she never sent the next text. And it is it has devastated me to my core. Uh-huh. I, I am I'm shook. Uh-huh. I'm very shook right now. And you never sent another one? Well, I, I, I'm not going to double text. I'll seem desperate. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't... I, see, I've never used Tinder, so I don't really know the... The like the, the ins and outs of like how to use it. So like, I don't I know. I mean, it's the, the same proper. as regular dating. You just like, you don't want to, yeah. you, ha- you have to, it's a lot of metagaming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's bullshit. I don't know. I don't, I'll get you on Tinder. You're, you've been single, what now? Like five months? Um, uh, no, actually like three months, wow, dude, not time, even three months. Time, 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 time disappears real quickly for uh, me. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, if you told me we met yesterday, I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's just like my brain. Is honestly, so... I mean, we're, we're actually probably going to make a two mic minimum Tinder. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, the re- first podcast Tinder. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe, no, maybe but. no. Somebody, somebody else has definitely already right, done that. Right, but I, I think it's kind of fun. Like I, you know, for all the joke accounts I've seen on people's Tinder, like I've never seen a podcast Tinder, so it might be kind of fun. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, well, and maybe we'll get laid from it. But goddamn, right, we're gonna get laid from it. But but you know, we're woke, but we're woke boys, so we are woke boys. You know, so take like, us on a few dates and yeah, we'll man. talk. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, anyway, so first this, article. First article. Oh, let me do my uh, music. Uh, yeah, do your music. It's the article. Don't Tell Comedy is secretly making an impact in the comedy game. So oh, don't shit. Tell, yeah. So Don't Tell Comedy is a Los Angeles-based company that brings stand-up shows to obscure and random locations in more than 30 cities around the country, started in the most punk rock fashion possible, with a DIY backyard stand-up show. Since its inception uh, in March 2017, comedian and founder Kyle Kazanjian Amory, or K-A as he presents it, uh, has worked well, well, on woke people for not being willing to learn how to pronounce his last name. No, I I, I, I learned how to pronounce his last name. Uh, I'm saying little... I'm saying he has to say K A. Oh, okay, okay. Because other people yeah, are unwoke. Yeah, we are a... fi- we are mm-hmm. finally woke. Oh yeah, definitely, yes. definitely. So he's worked alongside business partner Alex Weber to turn an economically sound response to the two drink minimum of many comedy clubs into a rapidly spreading phenomenon. Yes. So. So basically, they're on, you know, underground house shows for music. They did that for comedy. Yeah, that's so he, more or less the the gimmick. Yeah, this he guy said he over. said he was a. Uh, well, I don't like to use the word gimmick. I think this it's is, a it's a gimmick. It, but this is good. No, yeah, gimmicks can be good. Yeah, gimmicks imply, but yeah, gimmicks is almost. It's, you know, the the Warriors taking a bunch of three pointers is a gimmick. It fucking works. Yeah, they're well, I guess how you I guess how you frame the word. I mean, like, yeah, well, look, I know my flowery language. Yes, you know your flowery language. <laughs> I would language. say gimmick implies a negative connotation, but 
I guess, but like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. So he, he was inspired by the backyard music shows he'd see in LA, and he thought, like, well, it would be cool to do this with stand-up comedians who would invite their friends. Mm-hmm. This is what I did at my school my senior year at Binghamton, is we put on, every month we'd put on a house show where we'd go to uh, a new person's house and set up a lineup and like everyone would invite their friends and we'd market it as a party and they were so much fun because you just get like a room packed with people who would want to drink and people, you yeah, just want to get drunk and yeah, listen to some and jokes like that you can just entertain that's the, them that's the ideal scenario. so they're they're really fun shows and he essentially started in backyards in living rooms and eventually more and more people than just like the friends of the performers would show up and then he wanted to move this show uh to like another city so he went up to san francisco to like do this show where you know he'd crash on people's couches and and ask people he knew where to put on a show and uh they put on shows in multiple venues uh and then it got really big there bigger than la he said uh and they and then he moved up to portland to seattle yeah he did the western seaboard yeah of all the major cities and guess what people like uh, having comedy shows man like yeah. people, actually, people actually really like. Even those very woke cities mm-hmm. love comedy; they love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It's, it creates a good environment inherently. He's like, all right, we're, this is D- DIY. We're having fun. We're being chill. Yeah, being real chill, dude. Plus, like, if you just buy a thirty rack of beer, and yeah, sell each for a dollar, each beer for a dollar, you're making money. Or you could just buy a thirty rack for twenty dollars. <laughs> well, no, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. It's like you're the like you're basically creating your own new venue. You buy a couple mm-hmm. thirty racks for twenty bucks each sell each beer for a dollar right you're making profit which can go into the next show yeah yeah bang i i, Fuck I you, think government. i think most of his shows are byob though but <laughs> <laughs> but dude you um, gotta be a capitalist yeah you gotta, although we're woke so we're woke, we are so, socialist you no know, we don't we're we, so we're, we believe in socialized capitalism mm-hmm, socialized <laughs> so i want i want companies to make as much money as possible but then we tax it so it comes to so us it comes back to us right. that's that's where we're at right that's woke that's unbelievably woke um eventually he oh there we go after busking up out west ka made his way to the east coast returning home to the boston area thanks to the thanks to the comedy community that he's a part of k was able to find another successful spot for the dtc don't tell comedy don't tell comedy which he referred which the tag to that is i believe like comedy's worst kept secret yeah which is like kind of clever because like it's supposed to be secret but it it's not because you know they do promotion for this show is like online but the fact that it makes it appealing is that you don't know where it's coming like you don't know where it's going to be so like you know you could just be like walking by and there's a comedy show somewhere yeah (laughs) like you know in this market right here like oh wow you know so that that's what i think is cool about it but i think i think what i like about the idea of like bringing comedy outside of clubs is that like it's more accessible Mm -hmm. um it's less predatory i'd say well, yeah, depending on the club, the clubs, yeah, the clubs' main desire, not from a comedy show, is to have a good comedy show. It's to make money. Yes, like that's just that's just a fact. So, like when you're just like, hey, I'm just putting on a comedy show. People are like, let's just go see a fucking comedy show, and we and plus it's for free. Like you just show up. You don't have to drink. You don't have to buy anything. There's, I mean, there's no refreshments or anything. But like, you're just gonna hear some people tell some funny jokes. Yeah. I think I think there are ticket prices for these shows, but I don't think they're that expensive. Yeah, because like, it's because it's a business. I but, mean, that's the know. thing is like mm-hmm. that's the thing everybody's every comedian faces is like, how do I make money off this? Because like yeah. it's so hard to get booked, it's so hard to find venues that if mm-hmm. you are producing a regular show to find. All right, you got a venue, you got to split the money with the owner of the venue, yeah. you got to pay the comedians that come on, and then you got to figure out a way to people to come out so you, everybody breaks even. But as opposed to just basically 
doing it indirectly, like you're making some money, like maybe not the maximum amount of money you can make, but like you get to just you get to skirt the system. Yeah, uh, it's it's very not it's very simple to like make these shows. He goes in, he goes into it like all you, if you have the space and you have the PA equipment and you can like really like clear a room to like put chairs to make an audience. Like you have a show right there, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, you could buy a decent uh, microphone and speaker for about a hundred bucks. Yeah, which like again, that's all you need. Like just just and then find a place to call it your stage. Right. So he returned to Boston and he wanted to do a, a little festival, uh, Don't Tell Comedy Festival. One thing he says I think is very notable about like the comedy community in general that I don't think people know is that the comedy community is a small community when you're in it. If you know comics in whatever city, they'll know comics in another city, whether it's because they do festivals or because they're coming through LA and doing shows for a week. It's a small community and you get to know people really quickly. So for him, it was obviously very easy to like get a show together because he has so many contacts in so many cities. So if he was if he was able to put a show up in you know Oklahoma City or wherever, yeah, he'd probably he, know like can, five people who could do those shows. He can get people into the scene, so which is cool. Obviously, this guy's been doing it a while and yeah. he's made be able to spread his wings. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Like, uh, like, oh, see, I wish we could do that for us though. Like, I really wish like we could just take this concept and just be like, hey, we'll have it in my backyard. And if we can get thirty people to come out, we're good. It's not that hard, though. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like we we did it at our school for a lot of shows. I mean, all you yeah, that's all, true. All you need for like us, like people our age, is to market this as a party. Yes, exactly. I guess, and, and that's how you get people to come come out, and also just say like, oh, by the way, there's a comedy show, and people are gonna you know. Yeah, personally. Well, I don't have any friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's an also an issue. That, that's another issue because all my friends are now comedians mm. and they moved far away from me. So it's it's harder to. But I don't know. Like I feel like could we do this? Could we just t- yeah just find find someone's backyard? We could do it in your parents' backyard. Um, we could. I mean, the, the only trouble with with outdoor shows is that like you know sound travels. They don't have yeah. They, they go the distance. Off of, so. Could you imagine how embarrassing it'd be if the cops showed up? Like, hey, <laughs> hey, you kids! You kids been drinking? Uh, no, hey, we've, been doing, we've been doing an open mic. You got to turn down the dick jokes. All right, your neighbors don't like it. All right, <laughs> they don't want to hear about your Tinder dates. Yeah. <laughs> well, we gotta get you Sorry, some Tinder dates. Well, so. we don't want to come back here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think for an outdoor show, you need like a really, really good PA system mm-hmm. and like. Um, we could, I mean, honestly, like with the amount of house shows we did at my school, I mean, I, I definitely took the lead in trying to like find a room in the house and like organize the room uh, in a way that's conducive for comedy. Actually, I remember when I was setting up a room once, one of my comedy friends was making fun of me because I wanted to turn off like the lights above because they were like really bright fluorescent lights, like white light. Yeah. And they were like, you know, they were like, uh, had this like hissing sound. And I'm like, this is just like, no one wants to watch comedy in the, in the, you know, like you ever been in like a room that's just like so bright? Like, yes. Like, well, no. It has to be in a de- in a dungeon. Yeah. That was the problem with the show I did Sunday is that the light still could come through the room because it was like 6.30 when we, uh-huh. like, yeah, 6.37. Like, yeah. It was 6.37 exactly. Uh, and so like the sun creeps in and it's like, ah, it's hard to get into like edgier stuff because it's like, <laughs> like the fucking sun's out, man. Like. Too early for <laughs> risque material. Yeah, sun's out, guns which out. Is what, which, which is what Sean said at the last show we did together. Yeah. Which was, was at like 6.30. That was, I think it was even earlier, actually. I think it was like 6. And I'm like, yeah. it's hard It's hard to ma- make fun of fraternities, date-raping women. Because I'm woke. 
because mm-hmm. I'm woke. Yes. Ah. <laughs> like it'd be like in front of like an eight year old who came to a day show. Yeah, twelve year old who um, uh, I asked I asked him his porn preferences and he almost answered answered me. He's like you, you, in front of his parents. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. listen, he's a kid's woke. He understands if yeah. he expresses his sexuality early to his parents, they'll mm-hmm. accept him more. He they're okay with him watching Asian girls fisting each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. that's that's the dream. Yeah. And that's why we're wokening people. And it's no big secret. I mean, I'm sure his parents knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My this parents, isn't... I will say, I don't think my parents knew I was jerking off at 12. Um, I was pretty good. I was pretty good at hiding it. It's just like they don't, they didn't understand internet porn existed until like right. a few years ago. Right. <laughs> like, Have you ever been walked in on? Uh, Sort of. Sort of. So, well, I wasn't jerking off. I was just uh-huh. like literally like we had a downstairs computer uh-huh. and I was just like, I looked up some naked women like i just like i wasn't even just casually well, yeah i just wanted to see some boobies <laughs> because i'm woke yes uh but then uh i walked in on my college roommate like three times oh i walked in on him twice my roommate no no, no. I, I, so I was referring I, to like my freshman year yeah, i know I, that. I was specific. i was joking yeah so i know i got it i got you, it you got a yes and me a little i more. got yeah <laughs> I walked in on him too. God, he was jerking off all the fucking time. <laughs> That's the point. He definitely, yeah. he definitely jerked off less than me. I was just like, like I'm like fucking Batman. I'll do it in the corner where no one can see me. Yeah, I've, no, I've never been caught. I've been almost, I've almost been caught. Yeah, but by I've, who? Uh, sophomore year, my roommate. Oh. But uh, I think it, I think it was like obvious that I was like, all right, gonna, you know, yeah. I think it was obvious that I, I just recovered from yeah. something that could have been, uh, yeah, <laughs> not like, great. Like a little bit of cum was like just sliding down your leg a little bit. It's <laughs> like, what's that smell? <laughs> you making, uh, you making laffy taffy? Like Jesus. I don't know. I don't know if cum smells like laffy. My taffy. body is very unhealthy. Yeah. Well, well, All right, so we should keep going and don't tell comedy. We got a nice. Yeah, cum- no, because we went on a nice little a little tangent, tangent. But we, uh, so you want he he actually very recently. Hey, I'll do I'll do this part. Yeah. Uh, the down uh, don't tell comedy did their first festival in Boston called the Boston Takeover. In that accent, yeah, you yeah. have to do it in that accent. Mm-hmm. Big Poppy, I'm here for you every day. You need my kidney, I'll give it to you. In Boston called the Boston Takeover from May 30th to June 2nd. So this just happened at eight different venues. With six out of the eight shows sold out. Yes, having- and can I mention some of the venues? Yes, I looked go them for up. it. So one of the venues was a financial district building. Okay. Uh, so they t- took some like huge office space and set up a bunch of chairs. One of them was in a- another like co-working office space, like WeWorks. Mm-hmm. And this was like this was like a smaller, like you know, more like oh, obviously a lot of young people work here kind of office. And the, their last show that they did in the festival was on a riverboat cruise ship. So one of those. Fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. God damn, that's all. Now like, I, we got to get a riverboat. But, but the thing is, like, the cool thing is, it's not like this is being, like, blasted all over Boston. This is, like, posted on their Facebook. And all of a sudden, like, people walk by and there's, like, this stand-up show happening on a cruise ship. It's like, that's, whoa. No, yeah, you got yeah. it. Word of mouth goes a long way. In the, like, it's weird. Yeah. We have all this technology now, but, like. Now, literally, just finding out like from somebody telling you is like the best way to get information out there. Yeah, that's so funny. Like it's just reverse advertising. Yeah, fuck a riverboat gambling cruise. That's my dream. Yeah, I yeah. would love it. But it, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, you know, you can check them out on Facebook. Don't tell comedy. And I highly recommend you check them out because they have a lot of photos from all their shows. And yeah, like it, uh, it looks awesome. Definitely, definitely looked a lot of fun. 
Um, so we should like make a note of like guests we should try and get on. Like if we can get, it's just like I would. Hey, I would love to get Kyle K on this show. Yes. Because then like yeah, we're besides the thing is we, I think yeah. we're realizing now what we're trying to find with this show mm-hmm. is we want to talk about comedy, we want to talk about the scene, we want to make jokes, but we also yes. want to bring on awesome guests, promote their shows. Yes. As many things as we can. Like mm-hmm. we want to be like the best source for like. At least the Hudson Valley area, Hudson slash tri- tri-state area, and then uh-huh. eventually the planet, man. Yeah. We're gonna, two mic minimum is going to take over this the planet, world. the fucking solar system, and eventually the universe. Goddamn right. <laughs> two mic minimum. And we're going to make sure the entire universe is fucking woke. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. Uh, end of the article, he says, um, at the end of the day, what we're proving is that you can do comedy anywhere. You just need chairs, a PA, and a microphone, and you can transform any space within reason into a space for a comedy show, and that's a fun challenge. And I agree wholeheartedly. Exactly. We're going to go into a kid's cancer ward with all that and just fucking do it, man. <laughs> get the all the, all the all the open micers with the best cancer bits. and Goddamn right. Get a, get a, real, uh, get a real cool show going on over uh, there. What do you have? Uh, you have leukemia? I had I had Luke key me my balls. <laughs> I'm not an improviser, folks. I'm not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not improvisers, but we have a podcast where all we're doing is improvising. But this this makes us yeah. better at comedy. Yeah, but but this is like I think the, honestly, like these shows I like better than club shows. And I, I'm not saying uh-huh. club shows are bad. I don't think club shows. You, you know, know, I think it's just that it's just the a club show. I feel like you have to prove something sometimes. Yeah. And then when it's just a house show, it's like everyone's here just to have a good time. Exactly. Because sometimes people just fucking aren't. Yeah. People are like, yeah, I just somebody gave me these tickets, so f- what the fuck can you do? Make me laugh. That happened. Yeah, as you, as you'll learn in the next episode. Yes. There was an incident where someone got free tickets and then did not like the show and did something. We'll just <laughs> because we'll, of we'll, it. We'll put both these episodes at the same time. Just why not? All right, sure. We'll we'll do we'll do a just we'll just for a, you guys, just for our loyal. You're fans. a little loud. I got to turn oh, it down a little okay. bit. Just right. for, just for our loyal fans, we'll do a, a double episode. Double ep. We get up to three. That way, how oh, fuck that actually ties the Big Berry podcast with episodes real quick. Oh, fuck yeah, we're did gonna. Quick, but I have more. We're, we're I have on more your of those, ass. I have those backlogged. So yeah, but essentially, like you know, I did. You know, I've done shows at Lucy's. I've done shows in the DIY setting. And I think what I like about DIY compared to a club is that I think at a club, there's definitely this barrier between like the audience and, and whoever's performing. And when you do a DIY show, mm. there just isn't. You're you're literally just with the audience, like waiting to go on stage. Yeah, you're you know, just you're, chilling out. you're just chilling out. And then you go up on stage. And I think that's like, that's really good for comedy because... All stand-up is is just sharing this frame of reference that's unfiltered about yeah. our experience. And, and then subverting it and making people guffaw from which it. Which is guffaw, which, yeah, I, I'd love to hear the guffaws. But, like, that's, like, stand, stand-up at its core, I think, just really, really thrives in that sort of setting where it's just like, hey, you know, I'm just, like, one of you guys who, like, works here. Yeah. I'm at this party here's what i have to say i mean i think and everyone thinks that's cool yeah i think i think a lot of people think like it's a really is a talent i think it's a lot more hard work than this talent comedy yeah. because comedy is so such a wide range so like it really a lot of the difference between most comedians and people is just the comedians are willing to put in the time and work yeah to, to, to do it yeah I, I honestly think a lot about like a comedian's relationship with space like with the space they're in the kind of people they're with 
I think a comedian's going to have one of his best shows in one of those settings. Granted yes. that, like, you know, the audience is with it and, and having a good time. Like, not saying, uh, you know, not saying that, like, I don't know, filming a special can't also be amazing. But, like, yeah. there is something really special in doing a very small and intimate show. And, like, ah, oh, I fucking, I missed the shows I did in college. I really loved them a yes. lot. Um, or, you know, you could just be Kevin Hart and do a... Yeah, sell out just, just, just do, a, do an entire football stadium yeah yeah where you're on a big stage with the golden microphone where you where, <laughs> where literally you have bodyguards around you 24 7 yeah yeah that's the complete opposite of the diy shows yes um all right so anyway i believe, about anything else you want to move on um i think uh, let me see about my notes um, I feel like we got it most oh yeah by the way uh, other 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 sh- other places they've done these shows mm-hmm. uh they did a show at willis tower in chicago okay they did a show in a philly warehouse like these this is the extent of where they're doing these shows i think they're mostly in like apartments houses but like they do them like so many places willis tower philly warehouse and inside a carousel in santa monica okay well i don't it wasn't running i don't think but they were like they set up a show like in just i think they had a giant indoor carousel and they just did a show there which it's cool um yeah, you could definitely check out their website, donttellcomedy.com. If you're interested, they have all their shows posted on their website. If you're interested, just put in your city, see if they have any shows. And if you want to be a host for, by the way, we're not being paid to say this. I just want to say it. If you want to be a host for a show, you can just go on their website. They have like an application you can fill out. From what I've heard from their testimonials, like, the, you know, they have crews all over, which I'm assuming is just other comics, you know, yeah, friends. People getting in on it. Just like all, all they do is come to your place and probably set up chairs and a PA system. And, you know, they put their logo somewhere and they get a lineup of local comedians. Uh, mo- by the way like they ha- they actually do have comedians who have been on tv on these shows like they oh, have sure. definitely have like probably a mix of just like local favorites and like you've seen them on conan or you know he- you've seen them on comedy central so you'll definitely get a cool bunch from this show all right uh article two yeah that's you no let me do my music oh yeah do your music article two <laughs> and that, we're here for the jokes folks oh, oh yeah have you did you did you, were you thinking about doing that all throughout the day like this is how i'm going to do the intro music yeah i know i planned these out months yeah, in advance cool, cool. gotcha okay article two. Oh, are we doing i thought we were doing your article Oh, no, 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 I was going to, I can't find it. Oh, <laughs> I've been on my phone this whole time oh, looking for wow. this article. Oh, wow, I was, well, I was cock teased. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, that'll, that'll be episode four. I'll start, episode from episode four on out, I'll start doing some work ahead of time for this show. Right, like I do, because I care. But anyway. Oh, that, that was, that, <laughs> that, that was not very woke of you. Well, I'm, maybe That's I'm like, just a little more woke, but ooh, no, he, no, no. Dave did refer to us as the semi-woke guy and then the really woke guy. Yeah, and I guess I'm the semi woke. I, I I would imagine you are. <laughs> yeah, semi woke, <laughs> considering the first episode. But no, Sean's a very Sean's a pretty woke guy. Yeah, very uh, woke. Despite what you might think of him on a surface level, just get to know him a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm like a uh, Cadbury egg. Yes. So so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, make, that makes uh, any sense. Obviously, I'll, I'll read this next article. Okay, it's not an article actually. Okay, it's, it's more of just like I don't have any other articles. I have more just like uh, little things. things people have been saying in comedy communities online that I think okay. would be interesting to discuss about. Because, uh, so if you're not within the comedy community, you probably don't know 
that there's a huge, huge debate, like a huge schism on whether or not it's okay for a comedian to wear shorts on stage. Shorts, shorts, shorts. And it's the summertime. So it, 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 it gets hot outside. It's, it's the summertime. So like this debate is coming to the forefront again and people are debating like, well, well, you know, well, it's hot out. So I should wear shorts on stage. And people are like, no, no, act professional. Don't wear shorts. And yeah, I, I found this. I found this one thing someone said in a comedy group. Okay. Uh, this is a comedian who I believe has done. He did a tour in Iraq. So he definitely has. So he's done, a hero. He's a <laughs> he's a comedy hero. He's a comedy hero, much like you and I, mm-hmm. being for woke. being so woke. Uh, Thank us for our service. Not yes. not Sam though. Yes, uh, war is bad. So I would say we're. Well, well war is not that bad. War is not woke. War is woke because it's a way of escalating tensions to have a resolution. What's not good is invasions. Those are not okay. Good. Yeah, invasions are invasions it's are a not multi scale. Invasions are not woke. So I found this uh, this thing this comedian said on on a comedy group. So and he said, since this is actually a thing, here's my two pennies about shorts on stage. Uh, how you dress on stage is a direct representation of you and your approach to your career. Since it is widely viewed as inappropriate and unprofessional to wear shorts, I can't imagine why the fuck you would even want to. These shorts are very relaxing. Yeah. Uh, Dress code for comics used to be way more restrictive. Bookers and club owners would have been nice enough to let us slide with t-shirts, tennis shoes, and jeans. They gave us an inch and you dipshits want a mile. Yikes. Um, This guy. So have you worn shorts on stage? Uh, I did like a couple times last year because... It was fucking hot outside, and I have very sexy calves. I wanted well, to dis- for you. I wanted to display them. They're full of muscle, uh, and I wanted to make sure people knew about how good my legs are. But like, I, I, my calves would do the comedy for me. They would exactly. <laughs> they could, they, they could talk for days. Yeah, um, worth a thousand words. Now, I, 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 I don't wear. Uh, you, my usual look is a some sort of button-up shirts yes. with pa- with jeans and shoes on, and that's kind of my look. My real life look is a Hawaiian shirt, cargo shorts, and flip flops, and beard, and disheveled, and like pizza stands. Yeah. But on stage, I do try to make myself look. You don't have to look like you shouldn't be like a fucking three piece suit, but you probably you should look presentable. Like yeah, I I do agree. How you go on stage is how you're presenting yourself to your audience. Yeah, I I've, I've worn shorts twice i think on stage only twice in my entire life one one was back in high school when i didn't know any better and i just wore them on stage uh the other time was when i went to my first stand-up club meeting at at, when i went to binghamton for the stand-up club i went to the first meeting and i didn't know people told jokes on on like you know presented jokes to the club on the first day so i was wearing shorts and i wanted to go up so i did some fire jokes in my <laughs> my jordan basketball shorts oh god um we, but, we do know a number of comedians who do go shorts actually uh current yeah. enemy of the podcast dave namry wears a lot of shorts i yeah no i i see them yes he does <laughs> i see his hairy hairy legs hairy legs he also wears a lot of sweatpants yes but of course he's just covering up his real pants yeah. while he's wearing the sweatpants but the, that is the outerwear like yeah i mean honestly if you're gonna wear shorts on stage like I you know th- there's some people who are who are just so, so adamant to be like like no you can never ever ever wear shorts on stage. A lot of it's like really who gives a shit? Like exactly. if you're, if you're exactly. funny, you're funny. It's <laughs> like the debate. It's you know it's only for dudes though. This yeah. this debate because like if a woman, no one cares. But like dudes, it's like you know <laughs> I think it's because everyone sees the guy in basketball shorts. Who, well, because men yeah men look sloppy in shorts. 
But because you know, is, is the basketball shorts where it's like it's like the shiny, like uh, lower cut of them that it's just like it's kind of distracting. Honestly, sometimes we get you know what I mean, like uh-huh. where it's like that little like reflector to it. I'm like, it just throws me off a tiny bit. Like cargo shorts are a good look. <laughs> no, they're not. Cargo shorts, a fanny pack, <laughs> and dare I say, a visor. Yeah, yeah. He's also, look, you know, it's also like some people identify as shorts guys. Look like a dad on a cruise there's a, ship. There's a lot of my fellow fat men who wear shorts when it's negative 10 degrees outside. And who am I to disparage our people? Right. Your right? people. Exactly. Yes. I, no one would ever <laughs> criticize a Jewish comedian it's, for wearing a yarmulke on stage. Mm-hmm. Please stop attacking yeah. my people. Your people. Your your chosen people. Yes, we are. We, yeah. We're uh-huh. a very special group. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but honestly, like the thing is, if if I saw a comedian wearing shorts on stage, I would not judge him for it. Uh, actually, that's not that's not true. Um, if I saw a comedian wearing shorts on stage, if he was funny, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah. When I see a, when I see a comic wearing shorts on stage, like if it's like an open mic or if it's like a you know like a very small show, like it's this comedian's friends, like no one specials on it. If I see see a comedian like that get up on stage with shorts. Part of me is going to think he's probably not that good. Mm, yeah, I guess, but I think funny's funny. No, funny is funny. Like so, so like essentially, like if a comedian goes on stage, it, it's like anything. I think it's just the first impression. Yeah, it's like, the first that, impression. That's all your clothes me. are. I mean, you think and there's in the city, there's a bunch of naked stand-up bit, uh, places where you go. Uh, yeah, ass naked. Uh, the person who ran one of those shows actually came to our school. Uh, came I forgot to your her name. <laughs> Binghamton. Yeah, Binghamton. Uh, some of us went to real uh, schools. <laughs> uh now what's your college's acceptance rate (laughs) i have no idea i don't fucking care yeah college is a joke don't go to it drop out yeah um which is (laughs) is that woke though sean yeah it is because it's always a system to put you in debt and enslaved to capitalism that's Mm. how woke i am dog that's true that's true but seriously if you're like an actor fucking just go take like the hundred grand you would have spent on school go to a conservatory moved move to fucking brooklyn and then just grind it out. Like, take yeah. find some day jobs and then just make auditions and just learn acting through doing so. That's Same, true. More or less through stand-up, too. I agree. Not, I, I agree. wish I had the 200 grand. I could have... Knowing that I want... This is what I want to do now. Yeah. I could have just gone to the city and just been able to maybe have a nicer apartment than I normally would have for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that That's way more worth it. Yeah. In my opinion. But, you know, you find yourself in college. Yeah. No, I, I, I think college is good for me and, you know... Honestly, going to a state. I'm not saying I didn't have a good time. Going to a state school was good for me because it took me. It, going to a state school got me more woke because it took me out of my Westchester bubble. Yeah. Before I was just a Westchester boy. Then I went to a state school with people less privileged than me. Yeah. And then I became a Westchester woke. Boy. But then I went to a liberal arts private school uh-huh. where we I was got the most woke you can get. Uh-huh. Because my school the the rate was sixty to forty percent women, and of that six percent women, almost. 15% of them identified as, as gay or other. Wow. So, pretty woke on me. We're having a woke pissing contest yeah, right now. That's, we're going to determine who's... Woke dick measuring contest. We are the Westchester woke boys. Okay, we should get back uh, into anyway. staying woke on, on shorts. Uh, uh, what, what else? Oh, I wanted to comment on... Uh, Booker's would have been nice enough to let us slide with t-shirts, tennis shoes, and jeans. But, like, t-shirts and jeans is fine. Like, that's... Any so many comments yeah, were everyone that. fucking like, like that's the most a, I'd yeah. argue the most iconic look is Louis's black shirt and jeans. Yeah. Like maybe maybe Seinfeld's like rolled up uh, jacket. Yeah, he he's just trying to like show off how like, you know, he's, old I, I mean you really you really do see the differences like in specials though. Like yeah. what what each which uh 
which like top comics get it because like some go full suit like Mulaney full suit oh yeah Louis' original ones were t-shirt and jeans well i mean that, but then again there's, there's files before. honestly like the the if you wanted to end this discussion right here you could just say like the look you present is the like the look that's conducive to your stage presence and personality yes. like it's really that's really all it is um I thought with this comment, he was just trying to show off like how old in the game he was. Just yeah, like, oh, back in my day. Yeah, because know, then he drops the picture and later when he's responding, people are like, "This is me in Iraq." Yeah, in this is me, and I'm wearing pants in 120 degree weathers. And it's like, yeah, but everyone in the audience is wearing shorts, asshole. <laughs> like literally, everyone in the rest of the picture is wearing shorts. All these soldiers are wearing shorts. Um, yeah, I guess we can we can just cut to it. He essentially finishes off saying, "Blah blah blah." You know, if I if I'm doing a paid show and you show up wearing shorts, you will not be going on stage uh he's also he says i want you to think i'm a professional by wearing he's wearing cargo pants like, yeah he's wearing ugly if pants. he was wearing a suit i'd say you look professional but you're literally just doing the same thing as as everybody else is doing um, but dumber yeah so but just not to like jump ahead too hard too far no it's fine uh yeah i guess if you're doing if you're doing a show and you want comics to dress a certain way that's fine uh whatever you know i don't think i'd like if i knew there was a if i was booking a show and i knew there was a comic who like his whole act was being a schlob yeah yeah i'd 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 do i'd be whatever so i think um in the comments he he posts this photo from him doing a tour in iraq and he's wearing t-shirts and really really baggy pants yeah no they're cargo pants yeah they are cargo pants and and he says and yeah he says this is me in, in iraq in 2009 120 degrees Fahrenheit, and he had to stop multiple times because there was so much sweat in his eyes that he couldn't see. But he wore. But he goes. I, but I wore motherfucking pants because I walk it like I talk you know, it. I actually, you know, I appreciate his. At least he's he commits to it. Yeah, I mean, I dude, that's that's his prerogative. Like whatever. I don't think I'd. You know, as much as like I don't look good in shorts, that's why I don't wear them as often. Yeah. Like I have two pairs of shorts that I think look okay on me, but just in general, you, you know, what we should do. Yeah, we should host a show at a pool, and we have to go up in bathing suits. <laughs> right? That'd yeah. be that. That would throw yeah. everyone off. Yeah. Do a do a bathing. I'll go. I'll go in a one piece bikini. It's funny because we'll actually I'll actually get into another thing where someone says. What should, what else should he not wear on stage? And one of them is bathing suits, which I think is a funny escalation. I think I actually went to Olives last summer in a bathing suit once. <laughs> I th- I, in my head, I think I might not. I don't know, but I did. Yeah, but I don't think like as much as like I don't you know want to wear shorts. Uh, I don't think I'd risk heat stroke for performing for the troops. Hey, I would never perform for the troops. Yeah. Period. Right. <laughs> Because they're not woke. They're not woke. The generals who send them to fight are woke, but mm-hmm. fighting yourself is not woke. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're in the army and you want to get woke, come on our podcast. We'll get you. Feel woke. free to come on the pod. <laughs> you know we do uh, we do know a bunch of I know a fair amount of standups that were served, so we do thank them for their service. And I and I give them mm-hmm. temporary status as woke. Yes. <laughs> we grant you temporary status. Temporary status as woke. Uh huh. So I think someone someone said what I I said like you know you almost caught a heat stroke even though nobody asked you to do that and you want us to think uh, you a crash dummy uh, and then he responds saying I want you to think I'm a professional. All right, like uh. <laughs> I I don't know I just think like with that kind of show I mean he's not he's performing outside um like outside a tents yeah when the, like you like dude like you're not gonna kill 
No offense. <laughs> the only way you kill is if somebody literally dies of heat stroke. Right, right. Which is is it's more likely someone will get killed than you killing. One hundred percent. In in every tour, in any comedy tour you do. But anyway, like if it's yeah. Moral of the story: If it's really hot, you don't have to wear you don't have to wear pants. You really don't. Or or jeans, which are very, which would be very uncomfortable in that weather. Okay. I think, um, I think we can wrap up on that actually. Yeah. Right. Um, Sounds good. Okay, want to do some plugs and stuff? Um, yeah. What time are we at? Actually, we're just uh, under an hour. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think we should wrap up. Yeah. Um, should I do any plugs? I mean, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, but I mean, by the way, since this is the second episode, I forgot. We now have our own email to mikeminimum at gmail dot com. No capitalization or anything. So if you have uh, any stories, if you're from a local scene... Uh, if, you, if you have questions for us, do you want ideas to riff off, if you have seen any articles, send it to us. Yes. Send, send, feel free to send it to our DMs, too, on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Also at 2MikeMinimum. Yes. Uh, you could... 2MikeMinimum um, on Instagram, Twitter. Also, if you have any other you know stories of your own just send them our way we'd yeah. love to we'd love to read them if they're entertaining we really would yeah. uh, i also have a few other plugs uh there's a street art magazine opening next week uh it's called up magazine and that is at i put up my phone so i can't find it uh it's the storefront project in the lower east sign on 70 orchard street that is uh hosted by tk mills aka my brother uh, it'll be a fun time. You'll get to see some cool art. Not, you know, a little different adjacent from comedy, but you'll definitely see some cool stuff. Meet some cool people. You know, network. So feel free to go out to that. Uh, you can also listen to my second podcast, uh, the Big Barry Podcast, available on Spotify and iTunes at this time. Uh, and you know, that's the show where I talk to other interesting comedians and guests uh, without Peter. Mm-hmm. But one time with Peter, so yes. <laughs> without half the wokeness. So yeah, it's 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 allows me. To, it's where. My other alter egos were not woke, but this version yeah. of me is, is completely woke. Right. And so I want you to enjoy that. So uh, if you love Sean Barry, but you hate his wokeness, go check out the Big Barry podcast. Where which, it's just me without my wokeness. Yes. <laughs> which uh, he leaves his wokeness with me, and I, I save it for when we meet up again. Exactly. I, I keep it at his house. Uh, also, you can follow me on Instagram at BigBarry63. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at... Westchester woke boy. <laughs> you got to change it to that. It's way I, it's, better. It's gonna be that now. Uh, you can follow me at Westchester woke boy. Uh, also type. You can also type in my full name. You'd, you'd find me on Instagram and Twitter. Peter Clark hyphen Deutsch. Other than that, I think that's it, everybody. Yeah. We love you and get more woke. Get more woken up. Woke up.